Hey, good morning. It's good to see everyone. You happy to be here? Yes. Well, tell someone next to you you're happy to be here. If you're not happy to be here, just look all sad, okay? <laughs> hey, thank you to everyone that's joining us online. I am thrilled to be here. Uh, you, you may have noticed I wasn't here last week. I was down in Florida. We had the opportunity to go down and visit my sister and my brother-in-law, who my brother-in-law is a pastor at Highland Park Church down in Lakeland. And so we got to go with, be with family. We hadn't gotten a chance to go down and visit them since they had moved down there about a year ago. And so we went down and spent the, some time there. And I'm getting somewhere with this. The, the best part of that was just seeing family. But one of the coolest parts of it was that my sister, my, my brother-in-law is the pastor of Highland Park, but my sister had the opportunity to speak last week at Highland Park, and so that was a really cool thing to get to be there and hear her speak. And, and I came to some realizations down there, and, and listen, I'm, I'm gonna say this, I, I don't need you to like pity me or feel bad for me or anything, but I came to this realization as I watched my sister speak last week. So there's three of us, my brother who comes to church here, he's wonderful, great, successful businessman, me, I'm pretty mediocre. And then my sister, I came to this realization that, that she is the crown jewel of the family. Like, she's just awesome. I mean, hearing her speak, she did a great job, but it's not just that. Seeing the way God has worked in her life and kind of transformed her and used her through the years, it was just a great blessing to get to see that. And, and like I said, I'm getting somewhere with this because I, I want you to hear this today. Our vision is upward, that everyone would grow in their faith, that would grow closer to Jesus, outward, that we would reach out and, and, and tell people the gospel, and then forward, the forward piece of our vision is that we would invest in future generations. And I want you to hear this. You may not know this if you're new, but my sister and my brother-in-law, Kevin, grew up in this church. And we invested in them. We, not me, you guys, invested in them. And now Kevin is doing awesome things and Bethany's doing awesome things there with them. And so thank you. That's our vision, and I want you to know that that's going to keep happening, that when we invest in future generations, when we continue to develop leaders, they're going to do, go on to do much greater things, and God's going to continue to work in great ways through them. So thank you as a church, and we want to keep living that vision out. And listen, don't come up to, I'm telling you, don't come up to me after, maybe you weren't tempted to do this, but don't come up and say, hey, you're really good, don't feel, I don't feel bad about myself, I'm good. I'm just telling you, my sister's awesome, and I'm so thankful for that. So today, it's good to be back with you. Anytime you miss a week as a pastor and you don't get to speak for a week, you've got like two weeks bottled up, ready to go. I'm going to try to get it in one week here, but, um, but today we're continuing the I Am series. Jesus' seven statements, seven statements through the Gospel of John, I Am statements, and today we're going to see I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. That's what we're looking at. We're at John, in John chapter 14, John's gospel account. And, and so I want to set the stage for us. I, each week I've tried to tell you this, you know, kind of the setting in which Jesus is saying these I am statements. So the setting this week is, you, you may have heard about this before, but it's the Last Supper. Jesus said it's his last night with his disciples. And he's been with them and they've, they've had their last meal together, this famous meal. And, and he's telling them and teaching them things. And, and and honestly, he kind of gives them some tough news. He tells them three things that are particularly tough. Number one, he tells them, hey, I'm going to be leaving you. 
So these, these guys have followed Jesus every day. They've been walking with him. They've seen him do incredible miracles. I mean, he is their guy. He is, he is everything to them. And he tells them, hey, I'm going to be leaving you. I'm not going to be with you anymore. And that's enough right there. If you've ever had someone that you, know, that you love and really respect leave, it, it's tough. So Jesus has kind of dropped that bomb on him. And then the second thing he tells them is also really tough. He says, by the way... One of you, so, you know, there's these 12 disciples who have followed him, and he says, one of you is going to betray me. That's tough to hear for these guys that have, I mean, they're, they're all gathered together. It's this intimate moment, and he says, listen, I got to tell you, one of you, and it's the truth, is going to betray me. And so think about how that must have felt. He's leaving us. One of us is going to betray him. And then the third thing that happens is, is Peter, who's this bold disciple. I mean, he's always running his mouth. He's got all the confidence in the world. And he says, Jesus, I got your back. I'll lay down my life for you. And Jesus tells him the truth about himself. He says, Peter, I got to tell you, you're going to disown me. You're going to deny me three times. And so he gives them the kind of the, the, the triple threat of bad news. And, and the disciples, their, their heads must have just been kind of spinning. They must have just been, I mean, they're having this great meal together and, hey, I'm leaving you. One of you is going to betray me. And by the way, you're all going to fail me. Nobody wants to hear that, do they? You're all going to fail me. Have you ever had a, a moment like that or a day like that where you just felt like everything that you heard was going against you, and you felt like your head was kind of spinning. Anyone? Nod your head. Am I the only one? Because I have those like twice a week. No? I mean, that's the context into which Jesus says this I am statement. So stand with me, John chapter 14, verses 1 through 7. <clears throat> and we're going to read God's word, and, and I, believe, I, I really believe that God wants to speak to you through his word today. Much less, much more than anything I can say or do. I want you to hear God's word and I want God to speak to you and I believe God wants to. So here we go. Uh, Jesus says, into that context, their heads are swimming, they're, they're in this place and he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. And Thomas, Thomas says, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. And from now on, you do know him and have seen him. All right, you can have a seat. This is God's word and it's good today. And, and, and there's three things we're really going to look at. Uh, but there's this conversation. There, like I said, I think the, the disciples' heads were probably spinning and they were just, oh man, he's dropped these three big bombs on us. He's leaving. One of us is going to betray him and we're all going to fail him miserably. And he starts by saying, do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't let your hearts be troubled. And they must have been thinking, what are you talking about? How can my heart not be troubled when you're leaving? You're our... You're our King, you're our rabbi, you're our leader, and you're leaving us. How can we not? And one of us is turning on you, and, and we're all going to fail you, and Peter, the bold one, is going to fail you. How can our hearts not be troubled? 
But Jesus has given them the answer. He says, my father's house has many rooms, and there's room for you. So he says, he gave them the three bad things, he gives them three good things. He says, my father's house has many rooms, and there's room for you. And the second thing is, I am going, yes, I'm leaving you, but I'm going to prepare a place for you. And the third thing he says is, I'm coming back to, get, to be with you, for you to be with me where I am. And so he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. And then he speaks this week's I am statement. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. I want to spend the rest of the time on those three statements of who Jesus is and why we don't have to be troubled today. Here's the deal. I think, I think God may speak to you through any one of these three things or maybe all three of them, but I know because God's been speaking to me, I know that God wants to speak to you. So we're going to work through each of those three statements. The first statement, I am the way. In verse 4, there's this conversation. Jesus says, you know where I'm going. And Thomas says, no, we don't. I mean, Jesus, you're always telling these weird stories and you're always speaking in these weird ways. We have no clue where you're going. Why don't you just tell us where you're going? He says, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And there's this, this kind of question. There's any of you track with Thomas there? How many of you love to know the plan? How many of you love to know the next step and you want to have it all mapped out? I'm one of those people that, listen, I do best when I know exactly what I need to do. And, and so you may have noticed, I don't usually wear a watch, but I'm wearing my Apple watch here, and, and this was a gift from Megan. She asked me, she said, this was probably two, two years ago, she said, hey, do you want an Apple watch? And I said, no, I don't want an Apple watch. And she asked me again like six months later, hey, do you want an Apple watch? And I said, no, I don't want an Apple watch. And she asked me again six months later, do you want an Apple watch? And I said, no, I don't want an Apple watch. So she bought me an Apple watch. <laughs> and here I am. But, but let me tell you, that was a real blessing. Thank you, Megan. <laughs> that was a real blessing because here's the thing about me. That I'll, I'll tell you something about me. If I have a path to follow, if I have a checklist, I'm pretty good at keeping up with it. And lately, I've been really trying to get in a better place physically and get in better shape. And you know what's made a huge difference? The watch. You know Why? Because it tells me exactly how many steps I've walked today, how long I've been sitting on my backside, how little I've stood up, how many calories I've burned, and I have something that at any point I can look down and say, wow, I need to get to work. I like to know the path. We just got back from Florida, and, and my family has been going down to Florida. We've been going down to Destin specifically. We didn't go to Destin this time, but my family, my whole family, goes on family vacation every year to Destin. And we've been going for about 20 years. And 20 years ago, the way that we got to Destin was we had this little quarter sheet of white paper. And it had the instructions for every turn that you had to make. Anybody remember those days? Don't nod your head, teens. You don't remember those days. <laughs> they, you, weren't, you didn't exist. And, and so we had this quarter sheet of paper and it told us every single place that we had to turn. Exactly, you have to turn left on 128 and five miles and then you gotta turn right. And you know what, I, I'm just gonna be honest with you, I love to know the way. If you, if, you know, if you love to know the plan, elbow someone next to you. If you know they do, elbow them a little bit harder. 
We love to know the plan. And that's what's happening here is Thomas is saying, no, we don't know the way. Can you please tell us the way? Have any of you ever been here where you've said, God, I really need, I really need you to just give me the plan. God, I'd really just appreciate it. I know you love me. I know you're going to take care of me. But I'd really appreciate it if you would just tell me exactly how this needs to go. I'm one of those people. And every once in a while, I find myself saying, God, could you please just let me in a little bit? into the plan, and that's where Thomas is, and Jesus says, I am the way. He says, I am going to prepare a place for you. There, my Father's house has many rooms, and there's room for you, and I am the way. I'm going to prepare a place for you. I want you to hear this today. Jesus going to the cross, which is something that we will, we will worship and think about this week. Jesus' death on the cross. This is Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday, Jesus is going into Jerusalem, and, and he's riding on a donkey, and people are waving branches and saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And they have this idea of what's happening, of where he's going, but they don't know where he's going. Where he was going is the cross. They thought he was going to the throne and he's sitting on the throne, but he was going to the cross. And, and Jesus going to the cross was the only way. I want you to hear it, not just the, the way, it's not just a way. The only way that we could receive true salvation and justification. I, I want the list. I, I want God to say, hey, here's what you need to do. Here's exactly where you need to go, exactly what you need to say, exactly how you need to act. Give me, the, give me the quarter sheet of paper, God. Put a watch on my arm that tells me exactly where I'm at. And Jesus says, no, Thomas, I'm the way. I'm going to prepare a place for you. So there's this cool thing that exists now. Teens, you'll get this one. Yeah, we have these little things in our pocket called phones, and they actually have these things on them that tell you exactly where to go. So guess what? That quarter sheet of paper, we don't need it anymore. We just have to put it on our phone. And, and literally, a person will tell us, turn left here. Jesus is saying, Thomas is saying, hey, give me the list. Show me the exact plan. And Jesus says, no. Just follow me. Jesus is the way. And, and here's the thing, we want the list, we want the plan, but, but the truth is that we could never make it on our own. Jesus is the only, there's no amount of good deeds you can do, there's no amount of church you can come to, there's no amount of, of staying away from bad things or doing the right things that could make you worthy of salvation and justification. The only way is Jesus Christ. He is the way, and he says, so don't let your hearts be troubled that I'm leaving because I'm going to prepare a place for you. I want to tell you another thing about the way, and that's that we're not going to be judged based on our merit and our works. The good news is this, we're judged on his righteousness and his sacrifice on the cross. So I want the way. I want to know exactly what I got to do, but the truth is that I can't do it on my own. There's no list I can accomplish that will give me the way. But he's the way. Jesus is the only way to the Father. In fact, if Jesus wasn't the only way, would he have had to go to the cross? 
In Luke chapter 22, verse 41, it says, Jesus withdrew to a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Please, don't make me do this. Don't make me go to the cross. Yet not my will, but yours be done. He's the only way. And going to the cross was the only way for us to be saved and justified. He's the way. I got good news for you today. Maybe some of you haven't been in church before. Maybe you're new to this whole thing. Maybe, maybe you don't know what I'm talking about when I talk about John's gospel and this chapter and this verse. Maybe this is all new to you. I got good news for you. It's not about how well you can behave. He's the way. And he prepared the way by going to a cross and dying for your sins and my sins. He's the way. The second part of the statement, Jesus is the truth. He says, I am the way and I am the truth. You know, truth is difficult these days, isn't it? Our world struggles with truth. If you watch one news station, you'll see one truth. If you watch another one, you'll see another truth. In fact, things will happen. Things have happened in the past few weeks, big events. And what you see is that there are different outlets and different powers that are telling you things that are true about that event. And here's what needs to happen and this and that. And it's so confusing. Any of you ever find yourself confused as to what's true and what's not in our world? I'm going to lighten it up a little bit. I got to go hang out with my brother-in-law and my sister, and one of the things I love about hanging out with, with Kevin, my brother-in-law, is that we both love basketball. And every time we hang out, we have the same argument. You guys know what that argument is, right? Who's better, LeBron or Jordan? And here's the thing. He has his set of truth, his facts, his statistics, and I have my set of truth and facts and statistics. And, and let's just be honest. This world is a confusing place, but Jesus tells us, I am the truth. Listen, I want you to know that there is truth. Sometimes it's tempting to think, hey, there's so many different voices, so many different things. Is there really truth? Yes, Jesus is the truth. I'm the way and I'm the truth. Listen, this, this may be really helpful for some of you to hear. Some of you may need to hear this. Quit letting broken people and broken things and broken systems tell you what's true. And listen to the truth, to Jesus Christ. He's the only way and he is the only truth. He says, I am the way, I am the truth. So how do we do that? I mean, I want to be really practical. How do you do that? Well, he gave us his word. He gave us the Bible scripture to teach us truth. So you need to read and you need to know God's word. If you want to know what's true in the world around you, know his word, but don't stop there because there are a lot of people that study his word and come to different conclusions on things. You need to know him. He didn't just give us his word. He gave us his spirit and he wants you to know him and to know his heart and to know his mind. He wants you to know the truth. And so read his word and know it. But spend time with him and know him and he will lead you to the truth. But the third thing I need you to understand is that you can't come in, just like I talked about with the arguments, you can't come in with your own set of truth and facts. You have to come empty and you have to say, I want to know what you say, Lord, and I want to know what you think. 
Tell me your truth. If you want to know what's true in the world, Jesus is the truth. But it's not just sometimes as Christians we make this mistake where we just think, hey, the world needs your truth. Hey, the world is so confused. What we see in this scripture is Jesus doesn't just tell us the truth about the world around us. Jesus tells us the truth about ourselves. And sometimes as Christians, we're way too wrapped up in everyone else figuring out the truth and not focused enough on what's true for us. And so in John 13, verse 36, this is what I alluded to earlier with Peter. Simon Peter asked him, hey, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, where I'm going, you cannot follow now, but, I, but you will follow later. And Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Peter, he had this confidence. And Jesus answered, will you really lay down your life for me? Very truly, I tell you, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. See, Peter didn't even know the truth about himself. He knew the truth that, hey, you know, you're, you're the Savior, you're everything. He knew the truth in the world around him, but he thought that there was something about, he came with his own truth, that, hey, I'm tough enough, I'm good enough, and I'm going to fight for you. And Jesus said, no, Peter, i got to tell you the truth about yourself. You can't measure up. You're going to fail me. When we look to the truth, Jesus Christ, he reveals truth in our lives. And so here's the bad news. Here's the bad news. Jesus knows exactly everything on your mind, in your heart, everything you've ever done. We like to hide that stuff, don't we? We don't want people to know the truth. We don't want, to want people to know how we struggle. Jesus, can I just tell you the bad news is Jesus knows exactly who you are and what you struggle with and the thoughts that you've had and the mistakes that you've made. But can I tell you the good news? He said, I know you, Peter, and I know you're going to fail me. But don't let your heart be troubled because I'm the way and I'm the truth. Good news today. Jesus is truth. Listen, I don't know. Maybe you needed to hear today that Jesus is the way. Maybe you needed to hear that Jesus is the truth. Maybe you need all of this. The third thing he says, I am the life. Jesus is life. See, I think when we read this passage, we see my father's house has many rooms, and there's a place for you, and we really, I don't know about you, I've read this passage a lot of times, and you know what I always, my mind always goes to is the father's house, and eternity, and the many rooms. Are, are you tempted with the same thing? Sometimes I get focused on that, but, but I love what Jesus says here. He, he says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And what Jesus is saying here is, don't just focus on the one day, the many rooms that one day will be there for you. I am life for you. Not just one day, today. Listen to what he says in verse 3. He says, if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you, what? To be with me, that you also may be where I am. So I want to ask you a question. I want you to participate in this. I want you to talk to each other for a second. I want you to, to talk to each other. And say, what, what do you think the best part of eternity of heaven will be? We talk a lot about streets of gold and mansions and, and all, you know, angels singing and all this thing. I want you to turn to each other. You don't need to tell me. Turn to each other and, and tell, what do you think the best part of heaven is gonna be? Go ahead, get, get involved. It's okay, There's, nobody's gonna judge you. Don't judge each other. 
All right, can I, can I give you uh, the truth now? Are you done? That's all right, this is good, keep going. If you're online, find someone. Talk to the dog if you have to, type it in. Whatever you gotta do. All right, can I give you the truth? We talk a lot about streets of gold, and we talk a lot, when someone does something nice, we say, oh, they're gonna have a big mansion in heaven, and we, we think about that stuff. Can I tell you the truth about what's gonna be great about heaven? It's gonna be being with Jesus. It's going to be in the, being in the presence of God. And what does Jesus say here? This is the best part. He says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. He says, I'm going to go prepare a place for you, but I'm going to come back that you can what? Be with me. He didn't say, I'm going to come back and I'm going to send you. He didn't say, I'm going to come back and I'm going to point you to the place that you can go. He says, you're going to be with me. Please hear me, there is, there is a heaven to look forward to and we need to look forward to eternity with God, with Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit. We need to look forward to that. But don't miss today because the, when Jesus says, I am the life, he's not saying one day you'll experience life. He's saying if you are following me, you have life today. See, Jesus, when he went away, he sent us his spirit he said, I'm going to go. Later on, he says, I'm going to go, but I'm going to give you my very spirit that will live in you. Verse 23, later on in this chapter. So we have this, these two pictures. Jesus says, my father's house has many rooms, this picture of eternity, this picture of heaven. But then if, if you go down to verse 23, it says, Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching and my father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. So let me ask you a question. If the best part of eternity is union with God and Jesus Christ in the Spirit? Don't we have a little bit of heaven and eternity living in us today? Because if you will follow Jesus, he makes his home in our hearts. I got good news. We're, just not, we're not just looking to the one day. We carry the gift of heaven with us always because Jesus lives within us. God is good, man, this is, this is a good word. This is God's word. Jesus is the way. There's no other way. Jesus is the truth. There's no other truth, and Jesus is the life. Jesus wants you to have life today. Here, here's the good news. If, if you will believe and you will follow Jesus, he will live in your heart, and you'll have that peace of eternity and that presence every single day. So I, I want to... I want to end in a second with a story, but, but I just want to say there's three things. He's the way. Maybe some of you have been really, trying really hard to figure out the plan. Maybe some of you have been saying, God, I just really need you to reveal the next piece. Can you just please show me? And Jesus is saying today, I am the way. Don't get caught up in the quarter sheet of paper or the thing on your wrist that tells you, I am the way. If you've been searching for the way, he's here. Today, maybe some of you have been struggling with truth. Maybe you've been hearing a lot of different things and you've been struggling with, hey, what's real, what's not real? Maybe there's something in your life that you really just, I pray all the time, God, here's what I think to be true. Here's what I read in your word, but can you tell me the truth on this? Today, if you're struggling with truth, the truth is here with us and he wants to reveal it to us, not just in the world, but in our hearts and he's the life. Maybe some of you have just been struggling. Maybe your head's been spinning. And you just need to experience the life 
that Jesus offers us when he lives inside of us. So I told you I was going to end with this story. I like when sermons change in the middle of the week because that means God's done something pretty good or something really bad's happened and it wasn't something really bad happened. So this week, I've been one of the things with my watch and trying to get in shape is kids are playing sports. And so one of the things I'm doing is when I go to a kid's sporting event, instead of sitting and watching them, I try to walk around and get some exercise. And, and I, I'm just going to be honest with you. Listen, I'm okay. Don't think I'm like hurting or broken. I'm, it's all good. Please understand I'm good. But Friday, uh, one of my kids had a basketball practice over at Lakota, one of the schools there. And, and I got to be honest with you, I was kind of where the disciples were in, in that last supper. And my head was just kind of spinning. I mean, I was just, I just was like, God, I just need you to show me the way. And, and I mean, it was cold out. If you guys remember Friday, it was like 50 degrees and really windy. But I was just like, God, my head's spinning and I just need to know the way. I need to know the path. And I walked outside. I told the coach, I said, hey, I'm going to go walk around. I'll be back in an hour. And, and I walked outside and my plan was this. I, I was asking God, God, would you, you've done this. I know you have. I was saying, God, would you please just show me something? Would you give me the sign? Would you help me to know? Because my head's spinning and I'm okay, but I need to hear from you. And I put my earbuds in, and here's what I was hoping would happen. I was hoping I would put on some music and that it would just speak to my exact situation, and I would know exactly, like, God would give me. That happens every once in a while where God just kind of shows you something, and I was like, God, could you please just show me the, the same thing as Tom? Would you please just show me something? And the coolest thing happened. I put my earbuds in and I started walking and I put worship music on thinking that God was going to show me some cool thing about what, what needed to happen next. And every song that came on was about worshiping him and who he is because he's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. And when my head's spinning and I'm saying, God, could you please just give me a quarter sheet of paper with some directions? Could you just please pop something up on my watch and, and help me? To, could you just give me a sign? He did. But that sign wasn't about my next step. It was, hey, I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. And what you really need is to know me more than anything. And you guys know me, you see it right now. I'm walking around Lakota fields, all the baseball and football fields, and I got the message. And I, w I wasn't walking around like this because I need to count my steps and I didn't want to be weird. <laughs> but honestly, I, w I had my hands out and I was just saying, God, could you please just keep showing me? Help me to know the way, not the steps, not the paper. Help me to know you and help me to praise you with everything I have. And man, I got to tell you, when my head was spinning and I was struggling, I had life like you'd never believe. God is so good. The way, the truth, the life is here today. So the worship team's going to come up. And here's, here's, here's the thing. I don't know how God's speaking to you. I know God wants to speak to you. I don't know how God's speaking to you through his word. Maybe today you need to know 
the way. Maybe you need to be reminded that you can't earn it, that there's no set of steps you can do and that you just need to trust in him. Maybe today you've been struggling with the truth and you just need to come and say, God, would you show me the truth? Maybe you need the life. Maybe you've just been spinning and you say, God, I just need you today. Here's the answer. Worship him. Praise his name. Know him. So here's the, I want you all to stand up because when I don't have you stand up, you sit there and you do nothing. (laughs) I want you to respond to God's word. And listen, now that you've stood up, if you need to sit down and you need to pray or you need to come to an altar, that's great. If God's speaking to you through his word, do not stand there and miss it. He's here and he loves you and he wants you to know him and he wants to pour out his spirit on you today. So I want you to respond to his word. Maybe that looks like standing and worshiping. Maybe you're going to cry like I am. Maybe you need to come down and kneel at an altar. Maybe you need to sit at your seat and pray. But do not stand there and miss it. He is the way. He's your way. He's the truth. He's your truth. He's the life. He's your life. Experience him today. Father, we worship you now. Speak to us, Lord. Show us your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.